What is up, everybody? We are back. It is your boy, Lift God, with the Super Rare Talk Show podcast. We don't have a name yet. I know we put it out for you guys to help us choose some names. Still help us. Send us messages, DMs, comment on this, whatever you guys think it should be or whatever you think would be cool. Go ahead and send it. We're all ears. Um, we had like one name. We had one name that we were thinking of, but then it was kind of like it just wouldn't work. Uh, it was, it's kind of funny, but anyways, um, yeah, do you have any names, uh, any recommendations, just send them over. Um, if you are new to the channel, please like subscribe, comment, do all that stuff. Uh, help us get in your algorithms, you know? Um, and if you here and you've been here for a while, thank you for coming back. Uh, we have a good amount of stuff to talk about. Um, and Yeah. Uh, I hope everybody's week was good. Hope everybody enjoyed the fights. I was pretty busy the last time we were here, or last time on the last episode. I was house sitting out in South Pasadena, so I wasn't back. Now I'm back in my house. Got the cool little purple light in the background. Looks better, you know. Uh, got a better little mic stand, all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, uh, everybody was in town for my sister's graduation. Went and saw that. Uh, the new Flash, which I thought was pretty dope. I don't really watch DC movies that much, I don't. I guess. Like, my favorite movie is The Joker. Um, the one with Joaquin Phoenix. He's the best Joker. I don't care what anybody says. Heath Ledger was also really good. But Joaquin Phoenix, you know, he'd go. Um, it was really cool, I thought. I haven't seen any of the other Flashes or anything like that. Kept me entertained the whole time. That's why I like to watch movies. I hate when people are going like, well, the story and the score, and it's not the same as the comic book. Like, it doesn't matter, honestly. Just watch the movie. If you're entertained, then the movie was good. Um, but yeah, and then we watched the fights. Um, it was a pretty good pretty good fight card, I would say. There was, there was a good amount of finishes. Um, so, you know, a good amount of, what's it called, decisions as well, too, but some good showings. Usually, these fight cards, I feel like they don't have, like, gigantic names or tend to be super fun just because, like, you know, they're they're all trying to get that name. Not saying that even if, if they already have a name that they're not going to show out, you know, and come out and give us a good show, but I feel like that is a, tre a trend when it's, you know lower name people that are trying to you know go up there and get the get the hype that type of stuff but you see some banger fight cards or we see some banger fights or it's the other way where you know it's just we don't really ever focus on these people that have the smaller name per se and we go and watch them we're like damn there's so much good fighters in the ufc hence it's why it's it's a it's the a you know um because they always have the best fights you know even the unranked fighters are top notch uh and yeah but anyways the fight card was really good uh i'll go over a couple of them um because we have a pretty cool fight card this upcoming week or you know tomorrow um and i'm excited for it and there's some really good fights on there some good name people on there as well too if you're more about i want to see people have bigger names fight but um let's go over a couple of the fights uh let's go ahead and switch us over over here bam so, first and foremost, Marvin Vittori, Jerry Kennedy. I got it wrong. I thought Marvin Vittori was going to come away th with the decision. It was the other side, which, like I mentioned in the other show, I know you guys remember, don't try to flip it on him and be like, yeah, he didn't like him. I was going to be happy either way because Jared's from Arizona. I'm an Arizona guy, so I was happy 
with the win. Um, but I was right on the sense that I said it has the recipe to be either pretty boring or a pretty good fight. And it turned out being a really fun fight. Um, you know, it's it was one of those things where, uh, don't get me wrong, like Jared won that fight and Marvin did look good. But I think it was more, it, you know, Jared landed like a... a a, a history or record-breaking number of significant strikes for a middleweight fight, you know, and it was fight of the night. But on some of those, some of those things in my head, sometimes I'm like, I feel like it should just be like, you know, yeah, Marvin was there and he was he landed some good strikes, la da. But it was, you know, Jared just kind of did work and pieced him up, you know, what I'm saying on, on a good amount of the fight. Like I said, Marvin had his moments, but so it's like, is that fight of the night or is that performance of the night? You get what I'm saying? It was an entertaining fight, so I understand it, but it was kind of, uh, I would say one sided. I, I, you know, the first round was pretty close, but I felt like Jared did pretty well throughout the whole, the whole fight. Um, you know, he might've maybe not landed as much numbers, but I feel like obviously his strikes were way more damaging. He's a big dude. Like I said, man, it's just like, I know he's not the tallest guy, but he has some, like he's dense. I could tell that he's really dense because he's coming up from heavyweight. So he did some, some real damage on Marvin and kudos to Marvin. I know I said it in the last one, but I don't, you don't really ever see him get finished. And he got hit with some shots by Jerry Cannonier that Jerry Cannonier puts people away with. And I mean, he stuck, he stuck in there he took those shots like a champ. He delivered some shots too on Jared and, uh, I mean, Jared ate him, but he was game the whole time. So, you know, in that sense of the fight, and I know I was kind of sounding like a freaking noob and an idiot on the other stuff, but like, uh, it was it was a very good fight. I'm happy to happy to see Jared win. Um, it, it's it's hard because it's you know, for these types of fights, it's like, what do you do now in the sense of Izzy's beat everybody, and it's like you know he's almost beat everybody twice. I mean he. He's beat, he's beat Marvin twice. He's beat Robert Whitaker twice. Um, you know, he, he beat Paulo Costa. He didn't beat Paulo Costa twice, but Paulo Costa hasn't really earned a shot there. You know what I'm saying? For another title shot. But now it's just like, it's all rematches. You know, I know we have um, the Robert Whitaker fight coming up, but still it's just like for Jerry Cannonier, it's like, what do you do? Um, obviously the best fight for him at this point would have been Pieta. But Pieta's going up to 205. So it's like you can wait for the Robert Whitaker, you know, Duplessis fight. But that winner is getting uh, uh, Izzy. And so he could fight the loser of that. But say if it's Robert Whitaker, they already fought. Whitaker already did work on him. Yeah, the Duplessis fight might be entertaining if he does. Uh, you know, I think he's going to lose to Whitaker. So that might be entertaining. But other than that, then you got Costa, who who knows if that fight would ever happen. I feel like Costa just hasn't fought. And, you know, he, even if he gets a fight announced at this point, you got to be like, all right, we'll see. Because, like, you know, all the stuff that's going on with him. And then he already beat Brunson. Um, Brunson's about to retire, I think, after his next fight. Or he did retire. Um I don't know. There was speculation. He was kind of going back and forth. And then Sean Strickland, who Jared Cannonier beat already, which was a close fight. I will add that. That was a very close fight. Uh, wouldn't be mad if you um, gave that fight to Strickland. But at this point, 
um you know it's for me it's like where do you go from there i mean he can wait obviously for around for a title shot but he's kind of already on um, getting a little older and yeah i just i don't know what um what he does from here um hopefully it's a good fight hopefully it's a good paying fight fuck it dude like go up to 205 and fight you know what i'm saying like he fought at 205 already you don't gotta worry about john jones wrestling no more we obviously know he has power he's a big dude dude try out like go to 205 bruh shit just you can mix match you know what i'm saying just because like shit's about to be a little stagnant in the middleweight division at least for him in the sense of getting a title fight i know he wants a title fight i know they someone asked him about hamza and he got all pissed off but it's like maybe goes two to five you fought there you got wins there he had he's one of the only people aside from connor right who has knockouts in three weight classes so shit if he you know he might even be able just to go up to 205 and uh win one fight and get a title fight off of that you never know so it is weird though because like when you look at jamal hill like jamal hill is big dude he's 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 a big dude he looks a little out of shape right now, not going to lie, but he's a big dude, man. I'm a big fan of Jamal Hill, so. Like, those fights, you know, you got to kind of be like, well, you can go to 205, but those dudes are big, bro, and they can strike, and they have all that shit, so. I don't know. Anyways, congrats to, um, uh, or, sorry, um, God, my freaking eyes started itching right there, and I lost all my train of thought. Congrats to Jared Cannon here for marvin um i i guess now he's he's like full-time in vegas um i actually did not know that i i remember the last time he was out here in california black house because he used to you know he's he's used super rare gloves like he's had our stuff before um he's been into the shop he's really cool uh, he gave us good feedback he loved the gloves which is dope and yeah just i didn't realize he switched over to uh um vegas you know so you know for him he could all next for him i feel like it might be weird but he might be in a better spot than jared cannonier at this point because i know he lost but say like there's more i feel like there's more fights for him like he i don't think he's fought strickland yet and he could still fight like let's see i'm looking at he could still fight uh, duplessis if he loses to whitaker um you know what i'm saying costa he fought again he fought at 205 at 205 so they could redo that fight at 85 that was a fun fight that was a close fight um so yeah i don't know the, the middleweight division for me is kind of just like stuck right now um only because like is he so dominant and that's a good thing for on izzy he's he's beating everybody you know so much and so convincingly that you're just like man that's your fault you guys got to figure out how to beat him you know what i'm saying anyways good fight next fight we'll talk about armin sarukian versus joaquin silva hey honestly a pretty it was a really good fight this silva guy impressed me he you know there's not that much people that can fight and beat armin and i'll say this again when he fought gamrot he won that fight he got robbed by the judges the one of the only people that has fought uh islam aside from volkanovsky which is put that in your head it's crazy because he's a 45er but aside from him one of the only people to give islam so many 
problems. It was a fun fight. The wrestling was like almost neck and neck. I would love to see that fight again because Armand has some clean striking. Islam striking's gotten better. It's like I want to see that fight again. So shout out to shout out to Silva, but Armand did what he did. Uh, it's a good fight. He finished him on the floor in the third round. Armin is so good, and I'm telling you guys this now. If you if you don't know who he is, check him out. Go watch that Islam fight. It was it was a fun fight. Go watch the uh, Gamera fight because he beat him, in my opinion. But Gamera, you guys know how good he is. So go watch that fight. But shout out to Armin. Dude, honestly, I'll, I'll show you guys these wank- rankings right here. So he's ranked number eight. It Right now it's Thursday, so these are updated, right? But there's a lot of good fights that he can have. Like, we already know Poirier and Gaethje are fighting. Benil just got, you know, finished. So, I don't think he's going to fight anytime soon. Um, but look what kind of fights we have. I don't think they're going to do damn fight if you fought him. But he can do how if he's ass. Dude, that's such a fun fight, dude. Then you got to really see if uh, Rafael's, his ground game is going to be well enough. I feel like if you want to test out your grappling before you fight the final boss in Islam... Armand is the second guy. He's he's number two in the wrestling, in straight-up wrestling MMA. You know, everybody else has good wrestling. Don't get me wrong, but I think he... Obviously, his is a different style. Um, I think that's the fight they should make is Armand and Rafael. That that would be a fun fight. I don't think uh, Rafael... Yeah, he's not matched up with anybody right now. Give him that fight. Like, why not? That that shit would be fun as hell, honestly. So, that's my opinion on that. I think Armand, honestly, like, it's... it. Islam's one of those guys where you can be like, man, he's about to be champ forever. But at this point, where the, where the lightweight division's at, I don't think so. There, there's so much good fighters coming up now. That's why I'm so hyped to be, you know, a fan of this sport being involved in a sport it's just there's so much talent coming up now it's freaking wild and Armand man he's he, he he's he might be one of those next guys that uh that we're waiting to see him fighting for the title here soon because at this point it's like you can fast track him which at this point you know I think it would be fine he's ranked number eight so it's not like you're giving him unranked to title he's fought really good people he's fought you know, tough people. He had good showings on both on the Islam and Gamrat fight. Like maybe one more fight. Give him Rafael. If he beats Rafael, bro, that's title shot right there, my guy. It really is. I mean, as much as I want to see Alex come up and just I, because I think Alex can do good at lightweight, man. That fight against Islam was pretty impressive. I do think uh, Armand can be your next champ. Um, huge fan of Gaethje. Um, huge fan of Oliveira, obviously. That's my dude. But it's just like, I feel like the best chance of someone beating, I, I do think that Oliveira can beat Islam. I do, wholeheartedly. When they fight again, I'm going for Oliveira. And I know why. But speaking on these terms, just because he just fought, Armand is the next guy, number two, that I think gives him the most most problems. Last fight I want to talk about because I talked about these these guys right here is Manuel Torres versus the Nicolas Mota. I was saying this fight could be fight at night. It it wasn't. 
um, he got performance of the night, Manuel Torres, because he knocked him out in the first round with an elbow that looked so hard. Like, I love this sport, and I remember I used to want to fight, man. I was training a lot, I was doing all this shit, but it's it strikes like that. I mean, this man just literally gave his whole body weight and threw his whole body weight into this elbow, and it landed so flush on Nicholas. And Nicholas is good, bro. Manuel Torres is a big lightweight dude. I, you know, we'll see like how his ground game will step up. See, it's like people like this when they're coming up, they're gonna have to start fighting people like Armin to see if their grappling's gonna be able to, if they're gonna be able to do shit in this in this weight class when they get to the top. You know what I'm saying? And man, he he's good. He's good. He's a good guy off of the contender series. It'll be cool to see. He's a little, he's he's waku, you know, he's like screaming, his eyes get all big, he does this shit. So he's definitely a character I think that the UFC can use. Um, but yeah, man, he's a, that was a good one. That was a really good fight, imp- impressive, and yeah. But other than that, the fights were really good. Uh, some of them, you know, some of the some of the fights I got right in my head, some of them were wrong. There was a really bad decision that Dan Argueta and Ronnie Lawrence, like it was, I don't know if you guys saw it, it was so he would, he thought he was gonna, or what's his name, the guy that looks like freaking, he would hang out with Bam Margera, um, uh, no no nonsense, Keith, whatever the ref. He thought he was gonna tap. He like stopped the fight, even though he didn't tap. They even like ro- watched the replay and everything like that. You know, he owned up to his mistake, but then the fight was done. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like everybody always says they have the hardest job in the world. And I know it's hard, but that sucks. I I feel like that's such a big mistake. And, like, these people lose half their money. Either one of them. Whoever was going to win that fight, unless Dana in the back just threw him some money, um, you know, extra money um, aside from the show. But that affects that win bonus. So it's like at this point, it's like, what do you do? Like, does the ref get fined at that point? You know what I'm saying? Like, do they earn all their money still for that night? You know, these guys still came up, show up to work. I know he showed up to work, but he he ruined them from being able to finish their job. So it and then so technically half of their pay gets cut. So does half of his pay get cut or does he lose a chunk on that? Like, that's where I'm confused. And. That guy, he's had a bunch. I know I know Dominic Cruz is not a fan of him because he's had his issues with him and his fights. Um, you know, and it's hard. And it, I feel bad because, like, nowadays, if a ref messes, messes up, they just get butchered. Like, man, people go crazy. But, like, that was a pretty big mess up, honestly. And uh, it, it really does suck. And I feel like at that point, it's like, man, why can't you just restart the fight? You know what I'm saying? Like, he noticed he, uh, it would suck because I'm sure the fighters, like, their adrenaline dropped down or tired. But I'm I'm sure if you ask those fighters in that moment, do you guys just want to keep going? They're going to be like, hell yeah, let's keep going. What the fuck? So it's just a, it's a little bit of a bummer. But that's my question is, like, what do we do to the refs? Like, just like how everybody gets mad at these judges, right? Like, they should get held accountable. They should get held accountable. We should interview them after la da. Should do the same thing with the refs, you know? If they make like a crazy call like this, you know, because then he just kind of goes away scot-free. He's going to be back next week, maybe tomorrow, you know, reffing some fights. But like, so I don't I'm not saying we need to butcher him and all that shit, but maybe he gets fine. Like, I don't know. 
it just sucks, especially when it's um, I feel like almost consistent with him. Like he, I feel like he messes up a good amount of times, but who knows? Um, yeah, but anyways, this next week we are in a Jacksonville and this fight card is sick. This main event, if you don't know these fighters, I mean, there's no way you don't know these fighters if you're watching UFC because they're both knockout artists. They're both powerhouses in featherweight. One of them had all this beef with freaking Pai Tabai, so everybody, of course, is probably going to know him. But we got Josh Emmett versus Ilya Toporia. This fight, if you don't know these fighters, I mean, you should know these fighters if you're watching the UFC because they're both knockout artists. They're both freaking forces to be reckoned with in the featherweight division we got Emmett he just fought uh Yair and lost he came up short on that fight but I mean obviously we we all know he's really really good we got Ilya who's like he's 13 and 0 he he just beat Bryce Mitchell he has insane knockout power he's very good on the ground remember when he beat Ryan Hall he knocked out Ryan Hall so this fight is a very very good fight um, they're both short and stocky, so you know they both got power. Not one's gonna have like this crazy reach advantage. You know, it's 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 a pretty even fight. Um, I th I think the biggest thing that you're gonna see, um, that might show, um, and this is why I'm choosing him, is age. So that's why I think Ilya is gonna win this fight. I'm a Josh Emmett fan. I'm a I'm a I'm, I was a Team Alpha Mount. Team Alpha Male fan for a long time. You know, a lot of my, uh, one of my favorite fighters is from there, uh, Cody Garbrandt. And, you know, shout out Cody Garbrandt. He, he rocks a super rare. I saw him be posting stuff about super rare wearing a shirt. Shout out Cody Garbrandt. Um, but he's from Team Alpha Male. Um, I know he's out in Vegas now, but it's just Josh Emmett. He's, he's always been good. He's always been really game. He has really good knockout power, really good striking. He's very powerful. All that right, he has good wrestling. It's explosive. I think the thing that I've seen maybe that might be his like Achilles heel out of everything. I'm not saying he's you know it's horrible, but it's maybe his gas tank. But Elia, man, this guy, he's a young, he's young. He's only improved every single fight, which is crazy because he's already so good. His striking is amazing. Um and he, he's already shown in early fights, I think it was like against a guy named Roberts, where he was in the first round, he got like head kicked. And like you would thought anybody else would be like knocked out completely. But he came back and knocked him out cold. He did this nasty like body, body head combo. And his striking is just next level. They put him up against Ryan Hall because they were like, oh, let's see how good his ground game is because he's a black belt. I mean, granted, he didn't like he didn't grapple with Ryan Hall. No one's gonna actually like grapple with Ryan Hall, but I mean, he knocked him out like <laughs> on the floor. You know, at, at a certain point, he was just like, "Man, fuck it, I don't give a shit," and he went down there and knocked him out. Um, and I just honestly, I think the youth. I think nowadays, you know, we're starting to see these young guys come up that have been training and everything that are very good everywhere, that are fast, they're strong, powerful. And I think that's what we have with Ilya. And I do think he probably is going to finish Josh Emmett, man. Honestly, it's crazy to think. I'll show you guys the stats right here. 
18 and 3 for Emmett, 13 and 0 for Ilya. You know, they're both Josh 5'6, Ilya 5'7. You know what I'm saying? Look at the reach isn't that that different, 70 to 69. I just, you know, I think there's such a similar matchup that it's gonna be like literally like just who's better. And I know Josh Emmett hits hard and he fights people that, you know, are good, but he, you know, he's he not he has that knockout power. He's fighting somebody with that knockout power. He's fighting somebody that's just his game. He has a chin on him. He's not scared to just get dirty. And if it's going to be a slug fight, I know they're both. Uh, I know Emmett's really fast and he's good. But I think he he tends to throw a lot of looping punches while Ilya throws those as well. But his, his boxing is so clean. I feel like he's going to catch him, honestly. And I think it's going to be an early fight. Like, I'm saying within round one and two, I think we're going to see Ilya take, uh, take this fight by um by a finish which kind of sucks you know I'm a I'm I like Josh Emmett you know in this weight class no matter what it's my boy Max Holloway all day every day but these these fighters that are coming up are very talented it's very exciting it's a very exciting weight class like even Ilya's last fight when he fought Bryce Mitchell that was a fun fight I mean it was it, I was uh it wasn't a fun fight it was a one-sided fight where Ilya just beat him up but it was like a fun fight for the division because you have two young guys and like that's what we're starting to get in these divisions are these young guys coming up and they're all competitive and like you're gonna see you're gonna start seeing like the champion into the top 10 they're all like 25 26 27 you know and that's the thing with emma he's he's getting a little older and um i think now it's just these young guys are about to i think it's gonna get to the point where they're a little too fast a little too powerful um and is just because like everybody's been doing this for so long now. Ilya's has from fights in the UFC. It's not like he's a newcomer where he hasn't faced anybody like this before. So I just think that Ilya's gonna he's gonna show out this one, and I think we're gonna see him win this bye bye finish, and it's just gonna itch him closer and closer to a title. I think they're trying to get him to the title fight, because um, him versus Volk would be a, a interesting and fun matchup. So I think that's what they're trying to do him having him fight you know person that just fought for their interim and we'll see man uh, i'm very excited for that fight next fight we got amanda hebas versus macy barber um if you watch the old show you guys know i'm a big fan of amanda hebas and yeah and like i said i'm a, I'm a fan of team alpha male. i i have been for a while nowadays you know i don't really follow too many fighters from there um you know, Cody was my dude, so when he left, I kind of like, you know, he's he still goes there here and there, but he's mainly Vegas now, and so I kind of just like, well, he was my guy there, you know what I'm saying, so kind of just, you know, I, I, not that I don't like Alpha Male, but I don't really like rock with them in the sense of like, every team Alpha Male fighter I'm going for no matter what, you know what I'm saying, Macy Barber's very good, Um, she's she gets a lot of uh, heat. And I know I've given some heat as well, too, because some of these fights that she's won were very close. And a lot of people don't think that she won. Like the last fight, the Andrea KGB Lee, who also messes with Super Rare. Shout out Andrea KGB Lee. I thought she, I thought Andrea won. And I think a lot of people did, too. And she got the decision when she fought Miranda Maverick. Um, I didn't think she won that fight either. And she got it on the scorecard. So, you know kudos to her she it's not like she's not good she's a very good fighter um manahibas is very good as well too 
Um, they're both aggressive. Their 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 records are very similar. We got twelve and three, twelve and two. They're similar in height, five four, five five. Similar reach, sixty six, sixty five. So, at this point, I think what the biggest difference in this fight for me is gonna be. Um, there's two things: the aggression on the feet, and who's stronger. I think Macy Barber might have a little more advantage in that. I I know Amanda Hebus' striking is getting better. I wouldn't say Macy Barber's striking is the best either. I know there's that one video that goes around where she like does like a whole like whole shadow boxing combination just like in the air. Um, I wouldn't say it's the best, but she's I think she might be a little better on the stand up. What I'm interested to see is Amanda Hebus obviously is a very talented on the ground um, once it gets there. Because I feel like Macy Barber's might try to use that, um, use that tactic in this fight where she wants to take her down and just control her and, and beat her up. Um, but I feel like Amanda Hebus is very good in that sense and she'll be able to hold her own. Um, I think here we might see more stand-up than anything just because I think they're both... Um, I feel like grappling might be like the play in both on both ends, but I do think that Hebus is getting better. She she's she's starting to use her striking a little smarter in the sense of sometimes these people that are unorthodox and that aren't the best, they can be the worst ones to spar with, you know. And trust, like I said before, I don't, I've never gone out there and fight, but I've trained for a long time, sparred a lot of times. Um, you know, and we've had a bunch of different people in and out of the gyms and sometimes the worst people to spar with are the people that aren't technically the best. Just cause like if you're used to training with people that are good, right? Everything's coming like at a normal, at a normal sp or not speed, I'd say, but you're used to it. Your jab is coming straight down the middle and it, you can see how it looks when someone's throwing a jab. Sometimes these people that throw these like weird punches and throw shit from different angles, You'll get caught a lot more than you expect just because it's so unorthodox. You don't expect it. And it's not traditional. It's not the right technique. And I think that, you know, Amanda Rebus is really, like, bouncy and stuff. And I think that she might be able to uh, keep her distance with Macy Barber and kind of just poke, 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 do that. And I think if it does go to the floor, I think she will be able to hold her own in there. I think she might surprise everybody. Um, but I don't, I don't see a finish really happening in this. I see this a decision, um, but I think Amanda Hebus is going to get this decision. I think she will be very smart on her feet, pick her shots well, and then if it goes to the floor, I think she will be able to hold her own. And you never know. She might be the one that gets it to the floor and stays on top, but I do think Amanda Hebus is going to win this fight. All right, and other than that, like the next couple fights, we'll just scroll through these. It's not like... They're very good fights, don't get me wrong. I know that this fight, Austin Lane, Justin Taffa, um, uh, some people might know not know Austin Lane, but he's from the Contender Series. Um, I think the first fight he had in the Contender Series, he fought Greg Hardy and got finished. and So that kind of like took him off the map a little bit. But he's a big dude. He's 6'6". Six, six. Justin Taffa's a big old dude as well, too. He's from New Zealand. He, he kind of, I've, I've been a fan of Taffa because he reminds me of Tai Tuivasa, who I'm a huge fan of. Which is funny, and we could put that on record because when I had my first interview with Super Air, it was with Pat. He was there and shout out our boy Kenji. And Pat was like, All right, Mo, who's your favorite fighter? And I was like, Tai Tuivasa. And he was like, Thank God you didn't say Conor McGregor. So, you know, Tai Tuivasa's been my dude. I said at that moment, Tai Tuivasa, because, you know, 
best black baby. But this is gonna be a fun fight. I'm excited to see. It's like it's Justin Tava has. I think I think he used to train with Hunt. Um, so he has like those Mark Hunt vibes where he's, you know, he's a smaller dude, but man, when he lands, it's great. It's usually night, night. And we've seen Lane get hit. We've seen him go down. Uh, and Tafa trains like some good people, bro. I know he's homies with the guys over at city kickboxing too. So I don't know. I think Tafa's going to win this fight by knockout. Um, this fight right here is a very good one. I got a sneeze. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. Brandon Allen versus Bruno Silva. If you guys don't remember, Bruno Silva had a fight with Pieta. A stand-up fight with that. And was very it was a very fun fight. Like he this guy's game is hell. Brandon Allen's also very, very good. Brandon Allen, I, he had the one fight where he fought Strickland and lost. Um which I feel like kind of threw him off. Uh, the rails just a little bit but he's come back he's had some really good fights um i believe he fought one of strickland's training partners as well too chris curtis uh if i'm not mistaken yeah okay and then chris curtis beat him by knockout so he's he's had some good fights he's on a really good winning streak he beat muñez muñez i believe this guy if you guys don't remember he's the guy that snapped um jock ray's arm in half like, i think like jock ray's last fight or whatever so this guy's really good he, he's gonna be up there soon to talk about a fight um in the top five or even a title fight here soon i believe so but he does have to get past bruno silva i think he will i think bruno silva is good at everything <coughs> sorry and um i think stand-up obviously is his best thing but i think brandon allen's a, a more of a complete mixed martial artist where he's gonna go in there <coughs> oh my god that's three sneezes <coughs> four sneezes in a row no we don't edit those out because you guys better be saying bless you honestly you better see if you're in the car if you're watching the video better say bless you or you better type bless you because i don't know why i'm sneezing so much but brandon allen is very good he's good every everywhere he puts his wrestling together very well with his striking. His striking's gotten a lot, uh, a lot better, I would say, since he first fought. Even though he's been really good, but it just seems like he's more confident and he's kind of just flowing in there now. We got Neil Magny versus Phil Rowe. That's going to be a very good fight. Um, this fight right here, I, it was interesting to me because Randy Brown obviously is really good. He's from New York. Shout out to Randy Brown. I, I believe he's been into the the New York shop. Um, Versus Wellington Terman. Uh, this guy trains with uh, Glover and Pieta, I believe. This is at welterweight. So I, he must be going down. This is his debut at welterweight, I believe. Because he's normally a, a middleweight fighter. I know he lost his last fight. And he had some really close fights too. And then it was just more of him getting finished. So that's why I'm honestly surprised to see him go down to welterweight. Because it's one of those things where it's like. He goes down, so like I wonder. Hopefully, his chin can you know stay, but hopefully, it's not you know. I don't know. I just for me, it's like if you've been knocked out a good amount of times and then you cut to a lower weight class, I just feel like it might be more probable for that to happen again. But who knows? Who am I to speak? You know, I do got the chin of mop. Um, before I talk about the fight that I'm gonna talk about, I mean. Come on, my guy. What is up with this hair, dude? 
Like, he was like, man, Patty's famous and has that ball cut. Let me go ahead and get that ball cut. Like, <laughs> I just, I'm just at a loss of words. Zalegas Zumagalov. I know he's, he's, he's not bad. He's not a bad fighter. I've seen him fight. You know, he's one of those guys where you've seen win, you've seen lose. Um, the hair is an interesting choice. It looks fake. Like, I don't know why. I just didn't even think, like, that would be his hair color. Um, it looks like a Lego piece. It's, like, it's kind of weird, honestly. I just, I don't, <laughs> hey, kudos to you, my guy. Uh, if you, if, but if y'all ever caught me on the street with this, you can go ahead and slap me. And it, hopefully it's a wig and it'll just come right off. But that's a weird choice of hair selection. But this fight right here. Shout out to the baby shark, Tabata Ricci versus Gillian Robertson. Um, Gillian's doing well. You know, don't get me wrong. She's doing really well. She has a very, very strong ground game. Um, she was the fighter that they put against, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, Rodriguez, who is teammates with Tabata. And she won that fight. Uh, she submitted her. So it was interesting to me. I was like, damn, they're they're just going back to back. Like they're just I wonder sometimes I wonder if they do it on purpose where they have like if you if your teammate loses, they're like, Oh, let's have you fight the person that beat your teammate. Especially because in the same weight class. That's also another crazy thing about this sport for me. It's just like I mean it's hard, you can't get around it, but there's so many people that are in the same weight classes that train with each other that it's just like it's I don't know. I couldn't even imagine it. So shout out to all you fighters that do it. And you know, like that was with um uh Aljamain um and his boy uh that don't want to fight because like uh Marab because they're they're too good of friends and they don't want to fight each other and they said they're not going to fight each other. So that was always weird. But anyways, Tabitha Ricci, uh I got to go with her um and watch her train some jujitsu which um I'm still working on this stuff. Sorry, I've been busy. My bad. But also Muay Thai, which I did get over. So make sure you go to her Instagram, check that out, because we made a dope ass video of her training. Um, she's a little beast, man. I've seen, you know, that that's the thing with me. It's I've been around this fight game, so I've seen a lot of people train. I've seen pros train, amateurs, all that stuff. So I can see when people are good. You know, I feel like I know when people are good. I've watched this sport for so long, I know when people are good, and she's really good. Um, she's, you know, she's five one compared to Gillian's five five. Her reach, she has a sixty one inch reach. You know, she is, she's shorter. She has a, sh a smaller reach. She's a little baby shark though. You know, she'll take you to the floor and submit your ass. I saw her doing some work in in when she was doing jiu-jitsu with grown ass men taking them down, doing these cool trips and shit. I'm like, she's no, she's no punk. Don't get me wrong. And Gillian is also no punk either. And her thing for, um. Her fights is she's, you know, she's a submission artist. She submitted Rose in that little, you know, uh, uh, not in the UFC in one of those grappling tournaments. And, you know, she has a really good ground game, but so does Tabitha. And for me, too, it's like she would have to use her grappling. And as you guys, it's a trend, right? And you've seen it. It's normally, normally the shorter, stockier fighter. They're not the easiest to just go in there and take them down. They're actually a little harder to take down. That's what, like, we'll Volk with Islam. That's what he said. He wasn't used to that. But the thing is, is Tabitha has ground game. She's very talented on the ground. So I think this is going to be a striking fight. And from what I've seen personally, Gillian's not bad at striking. But obviously, the baby shark is, I think, I feel like the more elite striker within the two. 
normally if she's fighting she has to fight these really long people so she can't use it but Gillian only has two inches on her so it's like I don't think it's going to be that much of a mismatch or it's going to be that hard to close the distance and I saw them when what stuff they were working on I think she's going to be able to close the distance um Gillian's tough um but I think we're going to see Richie get a, a nice little finish it's either going to be a finish with in round two or it's going to be performance of the night I think this fight might be very very fun and we're going to see them going back and forth and it's going to be performance of the night and we're going to see baby shark coming out as the victor but other than that very good fight card um i'm excited for it the the main event is is something where it, it means a lot in the featherweight division but it's such a good fight like if you don't know these fighters go back and watch some of their fights because usually they're just they're just finishes a lot of them are just finishes so um there is some decisions but if you like entertaining fights and you want to see like the 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 freaking violence and stuff like that go watch those two fights um Ilya is the is the favorite which makes sense he's coming off of a win Josh Emmett's coming off of a finish loss Ilya finishes all his fights so it makes sense but man this fight card is 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 exciting um I couldn't be more excited I'm so excited yeah the, I mean the last thing that I that uh, we talked about Connor last week but like supposedly he missed his the USADA deadline so now from what I read Michael Chandler was saying that they couldn't they wouldn't be able from because he's not in the pool he wouldn't be able to fight within this year and I know that's what the plan was Michael Chandler's been waiting for a, a long time now did they ulti, they did the ultimate fighter but they said the last pay-per-views I believe December 19th and Connor's not going to be eligible to fight till then so it's like bro you just gotta look at the man's outside of the octagon i'm gonna keep my eyes closed because i'm dead serious about this i i think deep down he wants to fight you know it's it's in him no matter what he's a fighter can't take that away from him he's not scared to fight he's not any of that because he's done it for so long he's he was a champ but he made so much money he can do whatever he wants i just don't i don't think I, when it's a dangerous fight like that, even though I think I think he would beat Chandler, honestly, in my from my point of view, I think he has to have more of a. I hate to say, it, and you can't really get him in UFC, but I, you can. He needs an easy fight. He needs a warm up tuna fight, and Chandler's just not that. I'm talking about for Greg McGregor, and. Uh, yeah, it's just like, dude, unless, you know, which I wouldn't be surprised, UFC does some weird shit to just get him in, who cares, you know, which I w wouldn't surprise me. This money talks, but I just don't see, I just don't know, man. It's just, I'm I'm not a Conor fan. So if you're here and you want to hear some cool stuff about Conor, stay, but you're in the wrong spot, you know, eh, you know, eh. But yeah, so. Anyways, those are my picks. Real quick, we'll scroll through them one more time for you guys. These are the rankings. But I got Josh. I got uh, Elia. I got Amanda Hebas. Justin Taffa, obviously. Um, I'm going to go David on this one. I got Brendan Allen. I think Neil Magny is going to show why he's the man. Randy Brown. This guy right here is actually really good. Um, and then I got Tabitha Ricci. Um 
place your bets, dude. And also, dude, you know what? Just because of the haircut, dude, you know, I'm going to go with Zaligus. I hope I'm saying your name right. But, dog, that haircut is sick. I hope you win, bro. Win. With that haircut, man, you, you need to win, dude. Because then you can, like, do your whole little shaky thing. And, you know, it's probably all sweaty, flying everywhere. Look cool. Slow motion. La da. But, yeah. Those are my picks for this weekend. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Again, if you're new here, please subscribe to the channel. Um, follow us on all of our social super rare lift god we can drop all this dope merch you can go pick it up i know you're about to see your boy looking fresh in the merch too i know i look fresh with this i guess just got the cut too and yeah uh make sure you follow us subscribe comment like share do all that good stuff thank you for coming by we'll see you next week to see if i was right